0: Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> sorry sorry this is the <laughs> hoops and dreams podcast i apologize for the uh rather comedic intro there <laughs> i'm sorry a little too much sugar there for me um welcome to the hoops and dreams podcast starring your excellent host me joshua david and power go how are what you up, power?
1: i'm doing good how are you
0: i'm I'm well, uh, you just came back from your day at Vegas summer League, and we'll get to that some other time, but this is a free agency podcast that's a few days late but um yeah should we should we get right into it with a uh... oh yeah, by the way, uh some of the listeners may be wondering uh where you can contact us or follow us and you know reach out to us? Where can they find us
1: yeah we you can find us in a lot of different places, definitely check us out on iTunes look up. Hoops and Dreams, and uh, leave us a review. Uh, that really helps. We're also under SoundCloud for under Hoops and Dreams, and we're kind of starting to launch our website. We don't have a lot of content on there yet. The podcasts are up there. You can uh, find us at hoopsdreams.wordpress.com. If you want to find me on Twitter, I'm powergoh at twitter.com. Josh doesn't have his Twitter set up yet, but he will be ready soon in case long, you need it.
0: Long story about that Twitter. We'll get to that some other time. Um, mine is quote unquote not set up, but um, anyhow, um, I would like to apologize for people who think we're weird because of my weird intro or stuff. I'm sorry about that. Um, but let's let's dive right in. Let's dive right in. So free agency. Um, first team we're probably going to talk about because I think they made the biggest flash, San Antonio Spurs. What are your thoughts, Mew?
1: Well, I think that was a dream off season for the Spurs so far. I mean, leading up to free agency, you heard them talk a lot about wanting to get LaMarcus Aldridge, and that would have been great for them to get Aldridge but most accounts they said that they would be losing Danny Green and uh, in order to sign Lamarcus and for them to kind of get Danny Green underpriced you know I think he got like around 12 million, you know when a lot of comparable guys were getting like 15 million um that's a real steal for them and then to, to keep green and then to add LaMarcus and then not even at talking about, you know, getting David West for the minimum. They're definitely huge winners of this offseason. It's going to really help them finish the Duncan era strong, but then also kind of like propel them into the next phase for the Spurs, you know, the LaMarcus Aldridge era.
0: Kawhi gets a max extension. That's good. But, It's just crazy how this organization just keeps on coming. It's like we think they're going to end. We think that dynasty's over. We think Tim Duncan is the end of the Spurs after he retires. But then, bang, they retain Danny Green for actually what's going to be a super nice contract once the cap goes way up. They get LaMarcus Aldridge, who I think will be phenomenal. He probably will be still that all-star caliber player he is, definitely. And, um... They get Emmanuel Ginobili back. They get Tim Duncan back. I mean, this team is championship caliber. They're a championship contender.
1: Yeah, it really says a lot about the Spurs. You see so many of their guys um, sacrificing to stay in San Antonio. Danny Green, Duncan, Ginobili, all those guys um, took less money to be able to build this um, championship contending team. I mean, it's not, you can't hand them the keys yet, uh, or not the keys, but you know, you can't have the championship yet because obviously yeah. they'll have the Warriors there and, you know, Cleveland's going to be strong again, but they've really set themselves up nicely, um, for the present and also for the future.
0: Exactly. And, um, yeah, that's just shout out to RC Buford and Greg Popovich. Um, what well, I think they're the best Red team in basketball right now. It's just, it's amazing what they've done over the last, what is it, 16, 15 years. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, so I'm interested. What what do you think uh, the fit is for LaMarcus
0: on San Antonio? I mean, it's funny because some people think he's actually not a great fit. I, I disagree with that. Some people think he'll be like, because, you know, in Portland, he some viewed him as sort of a ball stopper who would, you know, sort of ISO mid-range. That's his game. But, you know, he's actually, like, if you watch him, he's actually a smart passer. He's a high IQ player, and I think he's just hes going to fit in perfectly with the Spurs. That's what I think. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, he is an underrated defender and rebounder. Exactly. Um,
0: like, wait, but, really quickly, they lost Thiago Splitter, and I think Aldridge can be just like the defender Splitter was. He has size. If he tries, he can be a very solid defender.
1: Yeah, I think he can be just as good a defender as Splitter, and not only that he's going to be like this huge offensive threat that splitter could never really, um, never really provided for them. But he's, I think he's going to fit in well, you know, kind of that Spurs culture is to kind of get over yourself and just buy in. And I'm sure, you know, when he sees Duncan sacrificing money and shots and Parker and Ginobili and David West, you know, sacrificing $11 million, he can't be one of these guys who are going to complain about shots or, touches, that's, that's not what he came to San Antonio for.
0: Yeah, um, that's the epitome of team basketball, that, uh, you know, that sacrifice. And, you know, it's just shout-out to the Spurs. Happy for them. Um, I mean, and also David West That's crazy going for the minimum. But one thing really quickly funny about Tiago splitter, he goes to the Hawks, which is basically a Spurs bot 2.0 light, which is kind of funny. Coach Bud's going to love that. Anyways, so, yeah, good job, Spurs, if you're watching this. Good job. Um, Yeah, it sort of stinks that LaMarcus couldn't come to L.A., but we'll get to the Lakers later. Should we move on to another team now?
1: or? Um, I just wanted to add one more thing about the Spurs. I think, you know, one thing that they really sold LaMarcus on was, you know, he's, like, he's going to be 30, and, yes. you know, the Spurs have this track record of, prolonging guys' career, and, you know, with him, Duncan, and David West, you know, those guys aren't going to play more than 30 minutes a game. They're going to be fresh for the playoffs, and I think um, it's really going to extend their careers, you know, and they're going to be able to have this core. I know Duncan's older and David West is older, but they still have a couple years left in them, and then um, once once those guys retire and Ginobili retires, you know, it's going to be the LaMarcus Aldridge and Kawhi Leonard um, era, and they've just kind of set themselves up really nicely to keep contending. But, yeah, let's go ahead and move on.
0: Well, one more thing about the Spurs really quickly. And LaMarcus's game will age well. His game doesn't really rely on, like, extreme athleticism. He has a very beautiful pull-up J, Not really pull-up, but, like, you know what I mean, mid-range jumper. And, um, you know, he can occasionally shoot the three. He'll, he'll age well. And uh, so we should probably move on. Do you have any more thoughts on Spurs?
1: Um, that's good. Let's go ahead and uh, who should we who should we talk about? DeAndre.
0: Uh, let's go. Let's go right right near San Antonio. Let's go to Dallas.
1: Let's go to yeah. Dallas. Let's stay in uh let's stay in the Texas <laughs> Texas mode. So, the wow. Dallas debacle. DeAndre.
0: <laughs> um, soap opera. Uh, yeah. DeAndre. So
1: let's just, just kind of recap this uh the situation. So it seemed like Dallas was another one of the big winners of free agency earlier, Um, early in the, the free agency signing. If you don't know, there's kind of a moratorium in the NBA as they're setting salaries and...
0: Nine days, right?
1: Yeah, and the cap. And, you know, teams are allowed to make these verbal agreements, but they're not binding. And anything that people agree on or do, while it's not... You know, people don't usually back out. You know, you give your word, you stick to it. And there's kind of like an unwritten rule that, you know, if a guy agrees, then you kind of don't go after him. So the Mavericks, you know, during this time period where they couldn't actually sign into a contract, um, you know, they whined and dined DeAndre and they got this commitment to him. And, you know, they added Wes Matthews. And they looked like they were kind of on, on pace to be, you know, Real, setting themselves up really nicely not this year but maybe you know next year adding another big piece that they would you know kind of get into that contender status but um you know deandre i guess his word is about as good as his free throw percentage there <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, the burn, burn uh, you, up. Can't really, you can't really rely on him you know i was i was excited to see this mavericks team and I was kind of excited to see this Clipper era come to an end, but, you know, he kind of flip-flopped, and we had that hostage situation down in uh, Texas. Yeah. where
0: Clips kidnapped DeAndre, and uh, NBA Twitter, basketball Twitter went off. It was crazy.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. It was a an entertaining day. So, I mean, I guess by all accounts, you know, DeAndre was having second thoughts, and his his best friend, you know, is Blake Griffin, and I'm sure kind of talking to him and telling him, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm not sure if this is the right move." And you know, the Clippers, to their credit, they did whatever they needed to get DeAndre to come back. So they kind of sent a whole uh, platoon over there, and they weren't going to leave until he signed their that contract, uh, keeping him in L.A.
0: Exactly. Um. And a uh, great emoji battle, by the way, between uh, everyone who was involved.
1: Did you see uh, Paul Pierce's tweet?
0: <laughs> a picture. Uh, he didn't know how. <laughs> <laughs> well, that Paul well,
1: Pierce. I guess he doesn't really know how to use Twitter that well. If you don't know, you know, there was this emoji battle where, you know, uh, Chandler Parsons, when he heard that they were gonna recruit DeAndre, he put an emoji of a. Uh, airplane and then
0: J.J. Reddit comes with the little car emoji
1: and, and I don't know I guess later on Paul Pierce he takes a picture of a rocket emoji and uh, we don't really know why he didn't just use a rocket emoji but uh, you know he's he's kinda older guy maybe he's not you know up to the social media <laughs> these days.
0: Yeah speaking um. Of- we talk so much about like that narrative of you know <laughs> sort of it being like an action movie. DeAndre was hostage. Clippers waiting till 11:01 um, Central Time to actually sign him. But like from a basketball perspective, if I'm DeAndre, I'd rather stay in the Clippers. I mean, first off, just thinking about this, you can be a franchise player in Dallas, but is he really a franchise player? I think he's best suited as an epic role player. What do you think?
1: You know, I think you have some really good points, and definitely so far in his career, it would seem like the Clippers are the best place for him. You know, um, he just kind of compliments that team really well, and you have Chris Paul just setting him up, and, you know, he kind of just gets these insane amount of rebounds and blocks and shooting 70% in the field. But I would have been really interested to see – kind of this whole DeAndre Jordan as a man experiment, because you never know until you sure. go out there and try it. I mean, James Harden, when, before he went to the Rockets, nobody knew that he was going to become this MVP uh, caliber player, and he had to go out and do it. And I know DeAndre's post game is not refined, but sometimes you just need an opportunity, and, you know, the coaches that believe in you. And who knows, you know, Cuban was saying that, He's, you know, shack like and you know <laughs> top ten best center in the game. And <laughs> you know, it's all talk, but and I, I remember back when Tracy McGrady left Toronto too. He wasn't he was a good player, he wasn't a great player, but he his kind of game exploded in Orlando and I would have liked to have seen DeAndre in Dallas. I was really hoping uh, Jeremy Lin would kind of join him there and that's our guy. That would have been a nice foundation, four um, fourteen. But you know, I guess it's not meant to be. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts about DeAndre?
0: Um, few things actually. From um, speaking about DeAndre and basketball fit, it could actually go either way. I think for him, because of you know, because of his success with the Clippers, he loves it there. Him and Blake are buddies. I think he would have. I thought he would have stayed. But, like, if you did go to the Mavericks, I think he would have been okay. I mean, they don't exactly have good point guards. That's why, you know, our guy Jeremy Lin should have gone there and said he was a Charlotte, which, I don't know, we'll get to that later. But DeAndre, Rick Carlisle can coach. Let's be real. We're forgetting that the Mavs had the best offense last season before the Rajon Rondo, Insanity, and um, their 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 starting point guard was Jameer Nelson. And, um, you know, I, I think it would have been a solid fit either way. But just if I'm DeAndre, I, I already have a home in L.A. I have a fan base that loves me. Um, yes, you're getting more. The money is complicated because the state tax in California and Texas. But, um, you know, you have a chance to do something special considering everything they've done in the offseason, which they've actually had a solid offseason um, along with DeAndre's signing resigning or whatever that whole thing was. But um, you know, just interesting stuff. It would and as an NBA fan, a nerd in fact, it's just fun to see change. I kind of now want, like thinking about it, I wanted him to go to Dallas just to see the Clippers fans faces and just to see, you know, how DeAndre would do on quote unquote his team. So yeah, I think um so many people have talked about DeAndre, so I think we should probably move on. Um well let's
1: talk about let's talk about how Dallas has kind of oh yeah recovered here because you know a big a big point in this whole thing, you know, is DeAndre left Dallas in a really bad situation because they yeah. had all their cap space kind of tied up in him. And you know, we kinda of saw in the first few days of free agency all the big names were just getting snapped up left and right. And by the time, you know, DeAndre decided to go back to the Clippers basically all the big names were gone. You know, there was talks of, um, you know, the, the Mavericks maybe trying to deal for Roy Hibbert if DeAndre didn't go through or maybe going for some other guy. And basically nobody was left. Um, and they I, – I feel like they've kind of made the best of what was left. Um, they ended up keeping Wesley Matthews and –
0: Hey, Wesley, matthew Matthews got more money from that, by the way. Yeah, uh, he got he's like a full $13 million more. So, I mean, if you guys feel bad for Wes, you uh, don't. He's good. He's set.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't feel bad for Wes. Um, I hope that he can recover. You know, he's a great player. Yeah. But, um, you know, the, the track record of guys with torn Achilles is not great. Um Kobe! Yeah, but you know, Wes isn't a super isn't a player that kind of depends on his athleticism a lot. Yeah. I think hopefully he can still become this um, gritty three and D kind of player because um, you know I would hate for him to you know kind of lose form and you know for the Mavericks to put all that money into him and just kind of for him to fall off. That would just be kind of sad. Um, so they managed to keep. Wes Matthews, Mark Cuban said he could leave his contract if he wanted to, but he decided to stay anyways. Um, they traded for Zaza Pachulia from the Bucks. Milwaukee. Oh yeah, from Bucks, and uh, he's kind of a underrated guy. He's not a you know a flashy name as DeAndre, and he plays below the the rim, but he's gritty. He's tough. He'll get you. You know, he'll fight for those boards. Those, you know, I think he can be close to a ten and ten guy in Dallas.
0: Yeah, um, I agree with most of those points. And, uh, you know, it just, for those people there. I'm hearing, like, everywhere, like, you know, DeAndre, it's, like, unprofessional and stuff of him, you know, to verbally commit and decommit. But, you know, the NBA is a business. And stuff like this happens all the time. Like, there was a reference I think J.J. Reddick was talking about with Zach Lowe. Um, Zach Lowe, shout-out to Zach Lowe for, you know, just shout-out to Zach Lowe. But there was a... There was a reference uh, J.J. Reddick made to, um, you know, real estate. Like, he was going to sell a house in Florida to some people, and then they verbally committed, but right when the sale was about to be made, they backed out. It just happens. That's life. And But well, you got to feel for Mavs fans. It kind of stinks because, you know, it would have been fun to see DeAndre there coming off pick and rolls, Dirk Nowitzki spreading the floor. It would have been nice.
1: Yeah, but, you know, their team actually – it's still going to be pretty decent. Um, we just heard also, you know, a couple of days ago that Darren Williams, you know, he reached a buyout the buyout yeah. with the Jets, and he's expected to sign with the Mavericks. Has he signed yet? I'm not. I-, I don't
0: think so. I don't think so. But yeah, that that was interesting. Good, good buyout for both sides.
1: Yeah, and you know, Darren is from Dallas, and his game has kind of fallen off the last couple of years. You know, there's been kind of some rumblings that he couldn't kind of ha- handle the pressure. Out in uh, New York, yeah. maybe going back home will, you know, change of scenery will kind of help rejuvenate his career. Um, you know, there's so many ifs with Dallas. You know, if Darren can kind of come back, if Chandler, who also had surgery, and Wes can come back healthy, and Dirk can stay healthy, and Zaza can play well, they could have a nice team. I mean, they're not going to be contending, but they could be, they could have a, a decent team, you know, kind of be in that mix for that, you know, 678 spot out in the west.
0: Yeah, um exactly what you said. They're in uh they're in that little quote-unquote mediocrity uh area that's 678, but you know the west is deadly. That makes it kind of even more bleak for them. And Nowitzki's like what, is he 35, 36 something like that? And um didn't Mark Cuban say that if they didn't get DeAndre they were going to tank?
1: Yeah, he said if they didn't get DeAndre and Wes that they would tank, and I wonder if they should have gone that route instead because, they, like I said, they have a nice team, but they're not going to be contending, you know, and, you know, if they got a high draft pick, you know, they kind of set them up in the future, but, you know, next year class, draft class isn't supposed to be that strong anyway, so...
0: But oh, wait, there's something with their picks. I'm I'm not going to go deep into it. They traded a lot of their future picks. And I think one of them goes to Boston, which is interesting. Uh, let me check on that really quickly. Um, Dallas, Boston.
1: I'm pretty sure in the Rondo trade, they gave, they gave away their yeah. first rounder. So maybe you're right.
0: Um, Boston has a pile of draft picks, by the way. It's crazy, Danny, yeah, but they're all like
1: low, like late first round picks. I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not like, that excited about those picks.
0: But they are trade chips, which is pretty nice. And, um, but you yeah. know, like, I'm not, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna check on it and go into that for time. But you know, it's funny. Dallas has like this sort of a reputation for just going out for free agents, like rather older free agents, and uh, you know, signing them on rather cheap contracts and. You know, I feel like that's sort of starting to bite now. They don't really have any like, you know, young talent to build upon. And um, yeah, they're stuck in that area of mediocrity, kind of, kind of, kind of weird. What if situation for Dallas right now?
1: Yeah, it kind of is. And I mean, you have to kind of give it to Dallas because you know they were able to win one championship, and yeah. nobody expected them to win that year, and. They kind of had a nice team, and they were they were able to pull it off. So you know, maybe they, you know, from their experience, they're willing to kind of give it a shot and just put the best team that they have forward and you know, see how it goes. Um, but enough with Dallas. Let's go ahead and move on. So, do we go to the Clippers? Yeah, let's talk about the Clippers. You know, it, they were about to. You know, JJ Reddick said they're. Be
0: the Sorry, we don't. Well, really quickly, we here at Hoops and Dreams aren't the biggest Clippers fans. Um we as you know if you saw our last podcast are very much fans of that uh that one team that uh the Los Angeles Lakers, yes then. Uh the former Minneapolis Lakers. Uh we are very big fans of them and um therefore we have an unwritten rule that we must not like Clipper fans and their team. So uh anyways, with all that Laker hatred, Laker stuff aside, Clippers, not bad.
1: Yeah, we'll take off our Laker hats uh, for this podcast, and you know we'll we'll try to be fair. And you know they were going to get an F minus grade, you know, to
0: yeah,
1: if they had lost DeAndre, but you know, lucky for them, DeAndre stayed, and not only that, but they've kind of bolstered their team a little bit. Kind of one of the big issues with their team last year was just their lack of depth, you know, and they've managed to. Add Paul Pierce and Lance Stevenson. They've kept Austin Rivers. They have DeAndre.
0: Yeah, it's um, you know, as much as like, no, that's just the Laker fan inside me that doesn't like the Clippers. But, you know, I feel pain for these Clipper fans because they suffered a great, a great, 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 great long time. Um, they haven't really found great success yet. And um, I feel like you know, those moves they made in the off-seasons, their luck with DeAndre. You know, they might actually get somewhere this season. I mean, it's too soon to tell, obviously, because the West is insane, and it's J- July, and it's too soon. But, you know, some good moves by Doc the GM. Not bad. Not bad with the Lance Steel. It's a low-risk thing. He wasn't playing Spencer Hawes anyways. Um, Paul Pierce is a good signing for them. Very good. And the uh, next thing he needs to do is... Uh, Sign Kendrick Perkins, uh, somehow get KG from Minnesota, and trade Chris Paul for Rajon Rondo, and they'll have the 2008 Celtics again.
1: Yeah, apparently, you know, with that starting lineup, they're undefeated, according to Doc. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. The Clippers, you know, I'm still not ready to put them in that contender status. They choked against Houston last year, of being up 3-1, and I still don't think that they're in the same class as the Spurs and the Warriors or OKC. They're a nice team, um, but I just don't think that they have what it takes to even get to the finals. You know, so I'm done talking about the Clippers. I don't know if you have anything else you want to say about them.
0: Um, one really quick thing. I agree with you there. I don't think they're contenders, but you know, I think they have the potential to be. That doesn't mean they will be, cause you know you still have the San Francisco slash Golden Slash slash Oakland Warriors up there. You have the Spurs. You do have um, OKC, and yeah, you have those teams up there. It's gonna be tough. So, uh, Clipper fans, the Laker fan inside of me does not like you, but me, the basketball nerd. I hope you guys find success. Anyways, moving on. Um, Let's talk about the Lakers.
1: You know, we're going here. from the Clippers. Let's go ahead and move on to the Lakers. So, you know, Lakers obviously are a team that I have, we have great interest in, and we've been following their off season um, quite a bit, kind of hoping that they can turn this around. We're not used to all this losing out in L.A. and
0: spoiled like that.
1: Yeah. Man, I really thought that we had a chance at uh, LaMarcus, but, um, you know, in the back of my mind, I've always had Roy Hibbert kind of there, like kind of like his backup plan. You know, we struck out on LaMarcus and Monroe. I always thought, I knew that Indy would be willing to basically give away um, Hibbert, so... We we didn't hit the home run that we wanted to, but um, we've we've hit a lot of singles, and I I think the the Lakers have recovered pretty nicely. You know they've had some some nice moves out there. What do you think?
0: Um, I think it actually hasn't been a bad offseason. A lot of people are saying, "Oh no, we didn't get Lamarcus." But let me let let's let's think about this for a little. If we did get Lamarcus, who is thirty, thirty one, something like that. He has Kobe, D'Angelo, Jordan Clarkson, and um, I don't know who else you're going to put around there. You could put, you know, Julius Randle, Tarek Black, (laughs) Robert Sacre. No, um, you're going to have those guys around you. That's not a better lineup than what he had in Portland, and that Portland team could barely get past the first round. So if you were to go here, I don't think we were going to be any, you know, I don't think we're going to find where we might be a bottom feeder Western Conference playoff team, like you know, we think Dallas may be this year. I don't know. I I'm kind of not mad about losing Aldridge. I mean, it kind of stinks because we know, you know, star power is the thing in the NBA. That's how you win championships. You need guys that are can play basketball. Guys that are good. But I'm not I'm not mad about losing Aldridge. But overall, I I think I think Mitch Kupchuk and uh, and management hasn't done a bad job of, you know, getting Roy Hibbert signing Lou Williams to a solid deal that might be a nice trade chip in the future. Um and you know, I think I think the future is bright for us. I think I'm an optimist. I think I think we'll be fine.
1: Yeah, I think the Lakers can turn it around um quickly. Um, you know, obviously this year they, if everything goes well, they could maybe break five hundred, but that's a lot of ifs, you know, if Hibbert yeah. can kinda of return uh return to his all-star status if Kobe can stay healthy if the rookies are awesome so that's a lot of ifs and even if we're at 500 you know out in the west it's a it's a bloodbath 500 doesn't guarantee you anything at all Mm -hmm. um but I think you know if they can show some signs of life this year you know um I'm really hoping that Hibbert can turn things around he's only two years removed from being an all-star and, you know, all-defensive player. And, you know, with him, so much of it is mental. You know, I know he's been out in uh, L.A. and, you know, hanging out with Kareem a little bit. And if he can turn things around, he could be another piece that we can add to our team. And, um, you know, that that might attract another big free agent next year. Uh, We kind of saw it this year where those big free agents, they don't want to go to a team that – has cap space, but has um, not a lot of like basketball potential. It, it It's no longer good enough just to be the Lakers or the Knicks or the Celtics, you know, and have all this tradition. Yeah. You have to be a, a well-run organization. You have to have that potential to win. And kind of my hope for the Lakers this season is that they'll just kind of take those steps, kind of like what Utah did last year. You know, they didn't make the playoffs, but, you know, they, they made such big steps last year and, they were such a better t- team in the second half. Great core. Uh, yeah. So I think, you know, if you, if we can do that, if, if, if Hibbert plays well, the rookies play well, um, Clarkson continues to develop and it becomes a more um, like a, a better situation where free agents feel like, Hey, I could be that missing piece or I can be um, the guy that kind of gets them over the hump. It it can help turn things around quickly. You know, and Hibbert, he's on the last year of his contract, so he's in a contract year, he kind of has motivation to play better. And, um, you know, if he works out, we can resign him and okay. continue to um, build for the future. And if he doesn't work out he comes off our books, and you know, we can look for another center um, next season. Um, and hopefully if, you know, the rookies develop, we can kind of have a nice team and, I think it was smart of Mitch to add a couple of, you know, veteran guys to help these rookies, these young guys learn to be professional, learn how to play in the NBA, you know, not just give them all these minutes and develop bad habits, you know, but kind of help these guys um, on the right path.
0: Yeah, um, you know, as I said, I'm optimistic about the future. I mean, you know, I don't know how the season is going to go. It might go, you know, at its best. Maybe that forty break, that five hundred wins. But I don't know if it's gonna go well. And I'm okay with that because one, we're, we're we're actually a young team now. I mean, if you take Kobe out of the equation, we're we're like our average age is I don't know, it's like mid twenties, which is really good. And um, you know, we have we have a nice we have a nice little backcourt, um, in D'Angelo Russell and uh, Jordan Clarkson. Randall's going to come back. And I don't know. I, I, I'm, I, I think I'm excited for the future. It's going to be nice, hopefully.
1: Yeah, I think so too. So another team that uh, kind of re- received a lot of scrutiny for the way free agency uh, kind of panned out, but they kind of recovered decently too, is the New York Knicks. What do you think about the Knicks free agency this offseason?
0: It's actually been good. I mean, I don't think they're contenders, obviously. Very obviously, I don't. I don't. I think they might be, you know, maybe playoffs, maybe not. Um, Robin Lopez on a solid contract, which is actually rather, you know, it's going to look good once that cap goes up next year. Or is that two years or next year? Sorry, blanking out. Um, it's going
1: to go up next year, but then it's going to spike even farther yeah. in two years.
0: When it spikes up to, like, 100 mil in two years, um, sorry, it's late, tired, brain's fuzzy. Da-da. Yeah, stuff like that. But anyways, I think that's a good contract. It's, And it's not going to be... I mean, some people might think it looks bad now, but I think it's fine. Um, Aaron Aflalo, not bad signing. He can actually play basketball. Um, we already talked about their draft in the last podcast. I love Chris Stapps. And um, I feel like I'm forgetting... I, I don't know about Derek Williams... Like, who knows with him, former number two pick, but uh, seemingly a bust so far. But, you know, um, they haven't done bad. I mean, I don't think they're going to be unwatchable. I don't think you're going to see Jason Smith try and do a bunch of hook shots anymore. And I don't think you're going to see um, Alexi Shved throw up that weird layup thing he does. Hey, Shved
1: played pretty well for them last really? year. Yeah.
0: yeah. Wait, what? No, okay. I didn't. I did not watch the Knicks. I only saw like highlights and like, you know, a little bit. So I'm sorry, Knicks fans, if I'm judging you based on you last year. But um, last year was bad for them, and I just think next year is going to be better. I'm an optimist.
1: Yeah, you know the Knicks. They're kind of in a similar situation as the Lakers. I think the Lakers are in a better situation because they have a lot of young talent, and uh, yeah. the Knicks they have Porzingis. Um. There, you know, I, I like the Lakers offseason better, but the Knicks did okay. Um, my favorite signing was Kylo Quinn. That was kind of one yeah. I wanted the Lakers to sign.
0: Um, I they, forgot about that.
1: Yeah, that, that that was that was one guy that I really wanted the Lakers to kind of go after. I'd rather have Kylo Quinn than Brandon Bass. Um, and I, another guy I really wanted was Mo Harkless, and they trade, Orlando traded Harkless away Portland. for a second rounder today.
0: Portland, right?
1: Yeah, I wish the Lakers had gotten Harkless and Quinn. Those those guys seem you know easily gettable. But
0: here's here's the funny part about Theo Quinn signing. Other than like preserving cap space, which Orlando I think is trying to do, why would you want Jason Smith rather than Kylo Quinn? I mean, Kylo Quinn is actually like has a very intriguing skill set. I mean, he can shoot the corner three, he can block shots. He's not like an insane athlete, but he's rather athletic. He's good. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I don't – you know, Orlando, they kind of make some interesting moves. I don't really get everything. Like, they're going after Millsap, and I don't know how yeah. <laughs> that fits. But, you know, they they went after Ben Gordon and Channing Fry last year. So I don't know. I don't really know what Orlando's doing. They're developing their young guys, but I don't know what they're doing.
0: But, yeah, um, speaking on the Knicks off season. I mean, I guess you can say it wasn't great. I know what you're saying about. I'm not as optimistic about them as the Lakers. I'm very I'm rather optimistic about the Lakers because you know, we have a young core. They have, I guess, Kristaps. It's just it's it's interesting for them because you have Melo aging um on a very 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 big contract. Uh you have a 19-year-old Kristaps Porzingis, young I don't know, like, are they trying to win now? Are they trying to invest in the future? I don't know. I, I, I'm just curious to see, but I'm somewhat optimistic for them. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're just in a weird situation where Mello is in his. he's 30? Is Melo 30?
0: Yeah, 31, 30, something like that. He mm-hmm. might even be, like, 32.
1: Yeah, so Melo, he's kind of at one stage in his career, and the Knicks are just not going to be good uh, while he's still good. You know, and it's time for them to move on. Really, if it was me, if I was the Knicks, I would trade Melo. Yeah. You know, start the rebuild. You know, work on Porzingis. You know, try to get some assets. The Knicks, for so long, they mortgaged the future for the present, and they would kind of trade they all their future. Yeah, they would trade all their future assets for like aging stars and. Yeah. I think, you know, for them to be taken seriously, you know, they – I would part with Melo. Um, you know, that ownership group is just kind of a mess, so I don't know if they're Fair ever going to get it right with Dolan, but at least they're trying. They're They're making better strides than they have in the past.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm optimistic. I'm trying to stay positive. In all NBA, in all aspects of life too, but um, I don't know. It's interesting, intrigued. I uh, watch out for the Knicks this year. It could go either way. And, hey, they, uh, anyways.
1: You know, if they win like 38 games, they could they could make
0: the playoffs. So it could yeah. Happen. But you know, I don't know. Who knows? So should we move on? Um, should we talk about the Knicks? Let's well, talk about the
1: Bucks, the, another big free agency winner. Let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. Here.
0: Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks I'm right now I'm a Laker fan by heart but I uh Giannis Antetokounmpo one of my favorite players in the NBA The Bucks man they stole Greg Monroe from the Knicks
1: Yeah what a what a decision by Monroe you know he, he that was just showing how the landscape has changed where the Knicks wanted him the Lakers wanted him and he decides to go to the Bucks you know um I don't think ever, anybody chooses to go to Milwaukee, but to his credit, you know, he he chose the best basketball situation that that's really rounding out to a really nice team. And you got to give Jason Kidd a lot of credit for, you know, recruiting and also for uh, getting them where they are. You know, it wasn't too long ago where they were the worst team in the NBA.
0: Um, exactly. Uh, you know, they're they're. Their future's bright. I'm just saying they have a nice, very fun core in Giannis Jabari, Chris Middleton, um, Greg
1: Monroe. Michael
0: Carter-Williams. Who can't... uh, Mr. Bricks,
1: as we call him. um, I like Michael Carter-Williams. I actually saw Michael Carter-Williams and Giannis at the Summer League, so...
0: (laughs) Michael Carter-Williams is like... He's an interesting player, but you know, it, I just wish he could have a jump shot. He'd be even more fun. But, you but, know, but, still, they have, a, they have but, an interesting – yeah.
1: But Michael, okay, Michael Carter-Williams, he is – I think he's in the best situation for his career. Who better to mentor him than Jason, Jason Taylor,
0: kid, who well, didn't have a jumper, who never had a shot early in his career, but then became an actual three-point threat eventually.
1: Yeah, and you know Brandon Knight was playing really well for Milwaukee, but you know Jason Kidd shipped him out because he wanted a point guard with that pass-first mentality and that vision, and that's what Michael Carter-Williams brings to the table. Um, so they have a really nice team. You know, they they kind of have this mold where they like player like a lot of tall, lanky guys. You know, Michael Carter-Williams six five. You got Giannis at six nine, and Jabari's what he's like six eight. Yeah. When yeah. we're
0: thinking big picture here, like, they're like a team that sort of encapsulates the idea of the modern NBA because, you know, they have a bunch of long guys. Giannis is somewhat of a positionless player. He can – Jason Kidd, remember last year at Summer League, he said he might want to play Giannis at the point. Who knows if that's going to happen? Giannis is a Swiss Army knife. They have Jabari, who we only saw a little bit of last year, but he looked great in what we did see. Um yeah, the Buc- He's going to need a shot. Yeah, what were you saying?
1: Well, the Bucks, their the defense that they play is that they switch everything. So they like to yeah. have these guys that are tall and long, and they can just switch. And they had a, a great defense last year. And um, for Monroe, he really went to a place that can kind of cover his defensive defense. issues because he's a great rebounder. He's a great scorer, but he's not the best, you know, rim protector and not the best defensive player, but – he went to a team that's not, that doesn't really need that from him, so it's a really nice fit for him in Milwaukee, and they have a really nice team going.
0: Exactly, and elaborating on that Monroe thing, they were, the Bucks were like, I don't know, third, second in defensive efficiency last year. What was it? I don't know. It's something in the top five. They were top five in defensive efficiency, I think. I'm not sure, so if anyone's checking on this, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. But anyways, they were a good defensive team, simple as that. But they weren't good at offense. They were they were one of the worst offensive teams in the NBA, as I remember. But in Monroe, with Monroe, they get you know a potential another option. He might be like you know that last second, uh, five seconds left on the shot clock. Pass the ball to him and you know let him do something with it. Score. And I think I think it's an excellent fit. Shout out to the Bucks. Good job. Good job. Good job to Milwaukee. But other than that, there are also issues with their arena and all these other issues with, you know, them potentially relocating. What are your thoughts on those? We're not going to go in-depth with those, but what do you think?
1: Well, you know, they're thinking about, you know, they can't get a new arena going to Las Vegas or Seattle. And, I mean, I feel for the Bucks fans because they have a really nice team, but I would love to see a team back in Seattle. I would love to see a team in uh, Las Vegas, too. Um, but hopefully, for the Milwaukee fans, are able to work something out. I know it's kind of hard for them, but you know, yeah. having an NBA team and arena, it it can really boost the economy and provide so many jobs. I hope that they can get it done.
0: Yeah, hopefully, and um, so much history with Bucks too. One of the older teams that still exists today, and you know, prayers to the Bucks. Hopefully, you guys get to keep your team. you have a. You're finally looking up after years of mediocrity. So, I think we talk a lot about the Bucks. Uh, they're good. Giannis, I say hello to Giannis Antetokounmpo. So, um, who else should we talk about? Let's see.
1: Let's talk about the train wreck that is the Sacramento Kings. Ah. Uh, ha, ha,
0: ha. The comedy clubs. Vivek leading his stand-up crew of Vladi Divac. Uh, Boogie Cousins is stuck in the audience there. It's... Oh, what... A, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say anymore. We already talked about them in the draft. How you know? What what? Rajon Rondo for eleven million, ten point five was it? Um, Bellinelli wasn't a bad signing.
1: Well, okay. But, the biggest issue, okay, is first of all that to clear up that cap space, they traded yes, the new away. Stauskas trade. They oh gave my away, gosh! They gave away Stauskas. They gave away draft picks and. For Rajon Rondo and Bellinelli, and you know, they they kind of um, yeah, uh, make any sense. You know, they uh, they could have uh stretched you know Landry stretched. and uh Thompson and almost had the same amount of cap space without giving away those tra- draft picks and Stauskas. And you know, they they gave up on a guy who was a lottery pick um, what a year ago.
0: I'm very, very, very happy for Nick Stauskas, though. I think I really like Stauskas. Um, he, he can shoot the ball. Um, and he he's good. I like him, and I'm happy he's going to Philly. He can. I'm happy
1: for Stauskas too because he'll be able to play and he'll be able to kind of get away from that yeah. negative culture in Sacramento, and he he's gonna put up some numbers in uh. Yeah. In they barely have any NBA players over there, so.
0: So. Be- uh, Stauski potential fantasy basketball steal. You never know. We'll see. Uh, We should do a fantasy basketball preview. We so. should.
1: We should do one uh, about fantasy basketball. Okay, so the Kings. Kings, so, the Kings.
0: I, I don't even know. Wait, really quickly. Like, what? <laughs> what are they? I don't know. Because, like, you know, like in terms of just purely basketball, I think the best thing to do with Boogie is to surround him with shooters. Shooters, people that can shoot, so he can, you know, they can pass to him in the post. He could kick. Um, they could, you know, do stuff. I don't know if Rondo is a good fit for that team, and um, it's just, I don't know. Poor Darren Collison. This is like Boogie's ninth, tenth, eighth. I don't know something point guard. It's just crazy. Kings, man. Yeah, the
1: Kings are just a mess. You know, they drafted a non-shooter and Willie cauley sign, and then they signed Rondo. And they gave him nine million dollars. Who were they even competing?
0: Yes. What was his market value? I don't think the Lakers weren't in the running. Yeah. Because we got D'Angelo. No. Um, I really? don't think. Nobody think- would even give him anything
1: close to nine million. So I don't know who they were competing against to give him nine million dollars a year.
0: Uh, but him and Rudy Gay are very close friends. Maybe uh, Rudy, him,
1: Rudy Gay and a- Josh Smith. I bet you Josh Smith ends up on that team. Oh and- my
0: god. That's a, re- that's a reality show. Oh, yeah. man.
1: Why don't we throw in J.R. Smith, too, you know? Throw in okay, imagine
0: this. Rajan Rondo, Jr. Smith.
1: Rudy uh, Gay, Josh Smith, and DeMarcus.
0: Let's see. Who else, who else, who else, who else? Uh, who is their wing? Rudy Gay stuck in there. Sorry, Rudy Gay. Their power forward is Josh Smith, center Boogie Cousins, and then you have Willie Colley Stein. <laughs> and George ah!
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: my gosh. That's just... What? uh I don't even know, man. I I just feel, I feel terrible for Boogie in the midst of all this, cause this team. Why do you feel bad best.
1: for Boogie? Okay, what has Boogie done?
0: I just- think he's a talent. I think he can be special. I think he's, his his fo- his potential has not been fulfilled yet. I can't even construct a thought right now. I'm tired, man. Just keep just the Kings, man. Uh, I just <laughs> I feel bad because one. Um, I haven't really, uh, I don't know. Let me think. I don't think I've experienced the Kings ever being that great. I mean, they were good in, like, the early 2000s, but I was, like, three. I know I was a Laker fan then, but I don't even... I remember Peja. I just feel bad. I mean, I feel bad for the fan base. They're, that, that fan base is suffering. It's just... Ah. Hey, I'm sorry, Sacramento. Don't
1: feel bad for the Kings, okay? They are poorly run. They draft poorly. They are who they yeah. are. Does their mean, own.
0: I feel bad for the fans, though. Like are there just, even
1: that many Sacramento King fans? I feel like there's not even that many. Yeah,
0: true, true, true. Probably all the all the people that live in Sacramento are Warriors fans. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just maybe I I'm too I'm too compassionate. But you know, I put myself in the shoes of a fan of the Sacramento Kings, and I wonder. Okay, we get Rondo a guy who can't shoot. Okay, we get Willie Colley-Stein, a guy who can't shoot. Okay, we get Bellinelli, who can shoot, but, you know, maybe that's a byproduct of the, what the Spurs did. Um, okay, we trade Stauskas with probably the dumbest trade of the offseason. I just don't know. Looking at this mouse right here, I wish I could click pause and, you know, go back in time. He's I don't even know. What am I saying at this point? I don't know what to say about the Kings.
1: It, it's getting late, and the Kings are a mess. So let's just move on from the Kings. There's
0: okay. there's well, nothing left to
1: say about those guys. Those guys are just it's it's just bad.
0: Ah oh man, Uh Kings, Sacramento Kings. We didn't talk about the Blazers that much.
1: Okay, let's talk about the Blazers. Um, Blazers
0: losing LaMarcus.
1: Not only LaMarcus, they basically left, lost four Blazers. out of the five their five starters, and probably like yeah. the best like seven of their top eight guys last year. You know, they, they lost LaMarcus, they lost Wes Matthews, they lost Batum, they lost Robin Lopez, they lost Steve Blake, they lost Aaron Aflalo. The only guy that's still there is Damian Lillard. Um, so what do you think? What are your thoughts on the Blazers?
0: Hmm, interesting. Um, I'm not – Nilo Shea is a good GM. Um, And, yes, they're going to suck next year. They're not going to be good. But, I mean, that's the way you kind of rebuild the team. You sort of need to be bad before you get great. And that's, I guess, what they're doing. They do have Dame, who is a phenomenal player. I mean, he does need to improve his defense. But, you know, he's fine. And um, they did get some nice pieces, though. They got uh, Plumlee. They did get Vonley, who, you know was projected. So Some people compared him to Chris Bosch. Now, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. They probably won't. But, you know, he's a, he's a nice potential fit, player. They can use. They're going to be young. Um, Pat Connaughton. Yeah. Pat Connaughton. He's good. Um, they, they they just... I we, mean... We, they're not gonna...
1: we just got Mo Harkless, too, when they signed a meeting. Yeah. They definitely have some nice pieces and they've they've kind of recovered the best that they could have. Um, I love Plumlee. I would rather have Plumlee than Hibbert um, on this team. You know, if we could have gotten Plumlee and Aflalo on the Lakers instead of what we got, I would have taken that. And so definitely nice. Plus they got uh, Vonley. Vonley I think has a lot of potential. They're, they're going to be bad next year. They're not going to make the playoffs, but, you know, they'll be able to add another – lottery guy to their team next year and you know hopefully they can get better but they're not in a bad situation yeah it's good but they're they're not in a bad situation
0: i mean when you look at these things you have to really consider big picture especially for nba teams and organizations the blazers they're probably gonna be bad but they do have their pick next year and they have i think they still have other picks their future picks they're going to be fine. They they're, they're going to be young, they're rebuilding again. And um, you know maybe losing Aldridge in 6 years will be a blessing in disguise. Um they're fine. Blazers fans, you're fine. Be happy. You have Damian Lillard. You have you have a solid foundation. They do. They have a solid foundation. You're right. Should we So those are the main teams. We probably should we do a quick quick like quick 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 really really quick Little yeah, touches on them.
1: Let's do a quick rundown on some other teams. So you you can basically list them out and we can. Okay, ready? Off.
0: We're going to do them by the division, although I think divisions are silly. Ready? Division. Okay. Ready? We're going to start in the East. Atlantic. Raptors. Raptors. Demari Carroll. I like Demari Carroll. I mean,
1: I'm not the contract, but. They, who else did they pick up besides Carroll? They got another pretty decent signing. They oh, got they got Biambo. Corey Joseph. I like Corey Joseph a lot too. So Mac Biombo. Yeah, Biombo. Solid, solid, uh, solid off-season for Toronto. Masai
0: is a good GM. Masai Ujiri. He was a executive of the year, like in Denver. So you know they want to be a more defensive-minded team. That's why, I guess they like I was reading an interview with Lou with Basketball Insiders. That's why he left. So yeah, they're interesting. Interesting. Um, Celtics.
1: Celtics. Who do they add? Did they even add David a
0: Johnson? They got him on a very nice contract. Oh, one year David Johnson and they got David Lee. Yeah, David Lee. David, David Lee might get some playing time.
1: You know, um, their coach, Brad Stevens, is such a good coach. Great coach. They'll be in the playoffs next year. They're a better team than they were last season and they're still collecting assets, so they'll 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 be better next year.
0: Yep, agreed, uh, Brad Stevens, uh, best young coach, best, like, super young. He's only, like, 39, 40, something like that. He's he, They're fine, Celtics fans should be happy. Nets! They signed Andrea Baragnani today, by the way. No, the Nets did. Are you talking about the Nets? Yeah, I said Nets, yeah. Nets signed Andrea Baragnani.
1: Okay, I did not like the Nets offseason because... They gave big money to Brooke Lopez and Thaddeus Young. Um, and that's not going to make you a contending team. You're not building for the future. You're just giving good money, big money to yes. guys who are good. Um, They're not great. Yeah, I like the buyout of Darren Williams. It's time, to, it's time to move on. But they just have too many guys who are not that good making big money. So I'm not, I'm not crazy about the Nets season.
0: Yeah, this sounds bad. People might think I'm crazy. I'd rather be Portland, a Portland fan, than a Net fan right now. I,
1: I agree with you.
0: They have no, they lot They traded a lot of their picks and stuff. It's crazy. Sixers. Well, Pinky swindled Vivek.
1: Okafor looks good. You said Sixers, right? Yeah. Yeah, Okafor looks good, and I like Stauskas. So they still need a point guard, but um, pour one out for Joel
0: Embiid. <laughs> Yeah. out for this season. But, um, yeah, Sixers fans, you're fine. Stay optimistic. Yeah, Next, you already touched on, let's go to the yeah. Central Division. Um, LeBron James' Cleveland Cavaliers. Team LeBron James.
1: They had a nice offseason. They kept everybody they needed to. They're still J. trying
0: to No J.R. Smith? No, well, Smith? no yeah. respect for J.R. Smith.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't care about J.R. Smith. I mean, <laughs> I think he's going to come back. I think him and Tristan are going to come back. Plus, Wait, didn't,
0: didn't Tristan sign or no?
1: I don't know. I mean, if he didn't, they're close. They're, it's going to get done if it hasn't already.
0: They, LeBron and him have the same agent. So yeah. It's so
1: happen. they kept everyone they needed to. They added Mo Williams. They still have this Brendan Haywood, unguaranteed uh, $10 million contract that um, a lot of people are interested in so if they can cut salary. Um, so Cleveland, they're – Probably gonna come out of the East again next year and they're gonna be a tough team. I mean if they had their full roster, they could have it would have been a closer series. They could have been champs this year. So um Cleveland's looking good too.
0: Okay, we know that's we know yeah, Cleveland, blah blah blah. Um yeah, championship team. We know that. LeBron's gonna come out of the East again. Bulls. Bulls. Not really much from the Bulls. Not too much.
1: I mean they kept Dunlavy and Heinrich and they got Aaron Brooks back. Yeah, they basically just brought the band back together. I mean, I guess it's a win for them. They, you uh, know, Jimmy Butler's there. I don't think he was ever leaving. I, I wish he was, yeah. but uh, they're just gonna go on over again. So much of their team depends on Rose's health, anyway. So
0: exactly, yeah. and how Fred Hoiberg's gonna do? We talked about how we think he's gonna do well. Bulls yeah. we fine. Bucks we touched up on. Pacers. Pacers,
1: I guess they're. You know, they, they, they've they had this smash-mouth kind of game where they'll beat you up, and, you know, they've they're lost their bird.
0: identity. They're changing their identity. Um, I hear rumors that they're going to try and start Paul George at the four, which yeah. I'm very, very intrigued by. What do you think about the Pacers and that? I'm
1: intrigued by that, but they have, like, Jordan Hill as their center. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big Jordan Hill fan.
0: After watching him for two straight, three straight years, something like yeah. that.
1: So, I'm... I'm not crazy about the Pacers' moves either. It was okay. I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to play faster, but I don't think they've gotten much better.
0: Uh, let's see. Detroit. Well, they paid an
1: insane amount of money to uh, – Reggie
0: Jackson. Yeah, and I, I feel like he's not All worth right. the
1: money. So, Wait, so
0: really, that, really quick question. Would you rather have Reggie Jackson or Brandon Jennings?
1: Honestly, I would rather not have either one of those guys. <laughs> There's so many better point guards out there.
0: Would you um, rather have Corey Joseph, Reggie Jackson, or Brandon Jennings?
1: I would rather have Corey Joseph for Ooh. $7 million a year than like... Yeah, agreed. knowing that they're giving Reggie Jackson.
0: That's crazy, though. Why All those Thunder guys, like Reggie Jackson. I know Enos Canner's not really a Thunder guy, but, you know, he he was acquired by them. But Enos Canner getting... Getting them checks. Keep getting them checks, Reggie. Um, huh. Let's see who else. Uh, Pistons, yeah, not too high on their offseason. GM Stan Van Gundy and their other GM guy. Uh, Hawks.
1: Ugh. Hawks. Who are they going to – I mean – They got Tiago Splitter. Back.
0: They lost demari They got Paul Millsap back.
1: I'm not crazy about the Hawks either. I mean, yeah. Splitter will be a nice backup, but how much better does he make that team? They lost Antich. Yeah, Antich is leaving to Europe. No. Who's, who's going to be their other wing? I mean, is it going to be Tavo? Is it going to be, <laughs>
0: be t so, I don't know. I'm I, not too hard their they're offseason, too. Yeah, I think the Hawks took a step back. Wizards. John Wall. I like – okay, I like the Dudley trade. Yeah, Dudley's
1: a nice addition. Um, you know, they lost Paul Pierce, who was really big for them in the playoffs. Um, Otto Porter was really showing signs of emerging in the playoffs, so that's really nice for them. I think that front line with Cortot and Nene needs to change. They need to they need to move in a different direction with them. I think yeah, they with need the to NBA
0: go. where the NBA's like going towards like we're gonna talk about this. I'm a pace and space guy, you know, and I think John Wall's the perfect point guard for the pace and space, you know. Uh, style of play, and you know they're gonna have to change it up. But you know, not bad, not great, okay. Miami, yeah, unless
1: they get KD next year, then yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, of course. You know, Kevin Durant changes things for a team. Um, mm-hmm. Miami. Miami. Well,
1: they're doing some pretty nice things. I mean, obviously they added Justice Winslow, they added Gerald Charles Green, Green. They kept Project. Um, so they're having a pretty nice off season. So Miami should. I think they should be in the playoff picture next year in the East.
0: Yeah, they're fine. They're the Mafia Hornets. Charlotte. Jeremy Lynn. Woo. <laughs> what? You know,
1: Charlotte's doing some decent things. I mean, we're obviously a little bit biased because we're Lynn fans, and we want Lynn to play well. And, you know, its I didn't really get it in the beginning why he would go to uh, Charlotte, but apparently he talked to uh, Steve Clifford, and, Clifford believes in him, and he's going to give him a minute. So hopefully he can kind of be in a six-man role for them. Um, yeah, I don't know who's going to start at the four for them. I hope Frank the Tank starts over there for them. But I do like Frank the Tank for weird reasons. And we need, they need spacing. Um, I have a feeling that they're going to be moving away from Jefferson. He was awesome. Two seasons ago, but he was yeah. bad last year. So and he
0: tried to get that whole uh, all-NBA team campaign for him.
1: Yeah, I think he's going to be a free agent next year. I, th- I feel like they're going to move in a different direction, but it was okay, kind of like ho-hum.
0: Two quick notes on them really quickly. We're almost done, like three more minutes really quickly. Um, we have to get to West really, really fast. But, you know, um, it's funny how Jeremy Lin's going to be teammates with Kemba because I remember that Harvard game when he played was against UConn. Against Kemba and he he schooled them and um, I like Frank the Tank. Uh, yeah. I, I, I I low key was kind of bagging on him. I felt on the last podcast yeah. because they didn't take Winslow. But you know, all like all like draft order side, I think he I like him. He's a yeah. he's, 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 like, like, funny guy. I feel like I could be friends with that guy. Cause <laughs> hey Frank, and then he'd be like, Hey yeah. Anyways, so Charlotte, Orlando, Mario.
1: Pazonia. I mean, the draft was nice. Have they done anything in free agency, though? They
0: got Tobias Harris back, which people need to stop bagging on Tobias. I mean, he's he's only like 21, 22, 20, like 20 something like that. I mean, he's good. Like, he's not bad.
1: He's okay. He's good, but like, he can't guard power forwards and he yes. can't guard small forwards. So, yes, but
0: he's I 22. I understand why people are not crazy about Tobias. Tobias is all right. But right, I don't know. I feel like right we're I feel like we're not giving him enough credit. Tobias Harris is Carmelo Anthony. Very poor, poor, poor man's. Anyways, um a poor man's Carmelo. I said that weird. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony, poor, poor, very okay anyways. Um Magic, yeah, they didn't do anything crazy, they did subtrades, so anyways. Um Jason Smith, yeah, anyways, uh now we're going to the west really quickly. Let's do it really fast. Rockets
1: rockets um they didn't get worse and they were in the conference finals without two of their starters so i think they're going to be they're they're kind of right that next year after okc san antonio and golden state you know so they, mm-hmm. had, a, they had a pretty good off season
0: um i'm fine with them losing Josh Smith. <laughs> demo is going to come back deontes montehunes
1: beverly was on a really good contract i'd rather have beverly yeah. six million than reggie
0: jackson for twenty million. For sure. Uh Memphis. Big Mark is back. Uh, they really did do it. Brandon Wright. Yeah. That contract though.
1: Memphis had a nice off season with keeping uh Mark and also that great contract by Brandon Wright, but they still have no shooting. So I don't know. They need to get some shooting.
0: Um, okay. Uh Spur oh, okay, we talked to Spurs and Maz. Pelicans. Why would the Pelicans pay a sheik that much money?
1: Yeah, I don't know. They should just embrace the small Let's ball pick. and
0: play Anthony Let's Davis. The five. Just play Anthony Davis. The five.
1: Ah, hey,
0: Anthony Davis, learning how to become a three-point shooter. I'm scared. Anthony Davis
1: is a beast, but I feel like their roster is not. Yeah. A great fit. You know, I'm not crazy about that. Holiday, Gordon.
0: Uh, Ooh, I you know, like Holiday. Real. I've always, I've always had a soft spot for Drew Holiday. Yeah, I'm not crazy about Drew Holiday. He. I he's I, a, I like, I like Drew. I like, I. He's a tall point guard. But, you know, anyways, injuries, I think, are his worst enemy right now. But, you know, hopefully – I really want that team to succeed because I want Anthony Davis to be very good. I like the kid, and I like the guy. I don't know why I say kid because I'm a kid, and he's, like, older. I'm 15. I don't know.
1: There, I I, people, their team will be better because people will – uh, Yeah, t- people will want to go to play with Anthony Davis, and they have a good coach. I think they need to remake that mo- roster a little bit and build it yeah. around Anthony Davis, but they're – they have Anthony Davis. They're going to be set up uh, to be in a good position for a long time.
0: Okay, really quickly, uh, 10 more teams. Uh, we talked about Trailblazers, OKC Thunder. They matched Ines Kanter's um, offer sheet, but uh, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that. What do you think?
1: Yeah, he's horrible on defense, and I mean he's a nice scorer. They're trying to do whatever it takes to keep KD. I mean, the sad thing, I don't want to get into it too much, is that they could have had Harden for cheaper. And what they're uh, here,
0: so Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, Cancer. Hopefully Ibaka can hide his terrible, awful, historically bad defense. But anyways, they didn't really do anything else too crazy. Kyle Singler on that five million. Oh, that's a
1: lot of money for Singler too, man.
0: I'm not I'm not I think that's okay. I think he could become a very, very, very poor man, three D three and D guy. Anyways. Um Utah. Nothing crazy. Trey Lyles. uh they're a nice team. Utah's a nice team. Yeah, I think they're making playoffs next year. I don't I'm think. So. Gonna, I'm gonna bet. West, I'm gonna bet on that.
1: This is too crazy.
0: No, I'm gonna bet on that, Mister Go. We'll make. We'll make. We'll make a bet. We'll make right. a bet.
1: Let's do it. Okay.
0: Later. Later. Um. Someday. Nuggets. Eh. They're gonna trade Lawson sometime.
1: But who <laughs> wants Lawson? I feel like nobody even wants Lawson. Can
0: you can you explain something? Why would they extend Wilson Chandler? Four years, forty something
1: is a pretty decent contract for him. That's yeah.
0: How old is he? How old is he? I think he's like twenty-eight. Oh, that's just interesting because I, I thought they would tank, considering yeah. where they are. Anyways, T Wolves.
1: They did nothing in the offseason, but they got town. So yeah, they're, they're
0: fine. Zach Levine's balling right now. Um, Warriors, eh? Draymond Green. They're they're okay. We don't even need to talk about the Warriors. Shout out to Steph. Um, Clippers. We talked about. Suns.
1: Suns. They got Tyson Chandler. That's a nice pickup for them. He should be able to stay healthy in, in Phoenix. They're fountain of youth. Um, the Morris twins were not happy that they split them up, so that's kind of funny.
0: Um, I don't know. They're, I don't know if they're going to – yeah, I don't like their off season. <laughs> I don't yeah, understand. Uh, they're
1: I mean, yeah. they're, they're just kind of in a weird place where they're just right outside the playoffs. and. Exactly. So, I don't know. They should either be bad or, yeah, they should just be bad (laughs) and try to get better.
0: So, I think there's the Kings. I don't even want to mention their team anymore. Can we just call them Comedy Club? Um, We have the Lakers. Yeah, optimistic about the Lakers' future. And um, I think we're a bit over time, but I think, yeah, we should wrap it up. Um, You know what? Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, please keep following uh, Mr. Go Power Go on Twitter. And then when I finally reset my Twitter, I'm not gonna say that story. It's long. Um, I had a Twitter and then I didn't, and then okay. Anyways, um, we hope you have a wonderful night. Um, any any final words you'd like to say about this?
1: Uh, no, just you know, subscribe to us on iTunes, leave a review. Um, this stuff this stuff will all be up soon. So um, you know, tune in, tell your friends. Hopefully, you had a good time hearing us.
0: One more thing, really quickly. Uh we also, uh, we're going to try and post weekly, so uh, check us out on iTunes, YouTube, or any, any matter of fashion that you see fit, and uh, I hope everyone has a wonderful day, and uh, keep listening to the Hoops and, Dreams. Hoops and Dreams podcast, thank you.
1: Thank you. All right.